Hello and welcome to Mustasa Podcast episode um, number 20. 20 episodes, wow. This has come really far, but that is not the point. Um, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, for this because without you, this, we wouldn't be doing episode number 20. <laughs> but um, I don't even know what the title this um podcast today i don't know what the topic would be but i'm just gonna start by reading the bible verse so we read the word of the lord in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen um we're gonna be reading in first corinthians 10 verse 13 it says no testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. And I mean, this talks by itself. There's really no explaining to do, but um, I also kind of want to read the verse before it. So verse 12, it says, so if you think you are standing, watch out Watch out that you do not fall. Watch out that you do not fall. If you think you're standing, if you think you're doing things right, if you think you're, if you think you're doing things the way they should be done, watch out that you may not fall, that you may not, you know, skedaddle do. <laughs> Let me stop. Anyway, <laughs> um, I wanted to mention verse 12 because that's something I used to say a lot. Like, I used to be like, oh my God, yes. So if you think you're standing, watch out that you don't fall. I used to say it in Spanish a lot. I used to be like, oh, if you think you're standing, you better watch out that you do not fall. But I used to say it like in terms of me, because I was like, I think I'm standing now, but I better watch out because I don't want to fall. I don't want to be doing nothing that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and, you know, it comes to a point where in every Christian's life, you're always gonna be in a situation where you're gonna be tempted. And then that's where verse 13 comes in handy. And I, I really, it's not that I hadn't read it before, of course I have read it before, but I hadn't really, you know, used it, if that makes sense. Like I had used it when I was talking to others, but I hadn't used it on myself as in terms of like, when I'm tempted, God is gonna also provide a way out of it. I used to always just like mention verse 12 because I used to be like, well, I think I'm standing, I better not fall. I better not fall because I think I'm standing. I think I'm doing things right. I better not, you know, start doing things the way they're not supposed to be done. Yada, 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 whatever. But I used to never really mention verse 13. And I think in these days, God has just put in my spirit this, you know, verse 13 where no testing has overtaken you that it's not common to everyone. And I like in Spanish, but in, because in Spanish it says, but God. In English it just says God. But in Spanish it says, but God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Wow, amen. And so, as I was saying, um, this applies to many situations you know it's not just about temptation necessarily but about other situations as well like god will never put you in a situation that 
you're not pre- prepared to be to like to 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 take on you know what i'm saying like god will not give you god will not put you in a situation god will not i don't know make you take a new job or I don't know, move you from one state to another, from one country to another, if he does not think you are prepared to do so. So, and as we were reading here in the in the Bible verse, but God is faithful that even in the midst of the situation, God will provide a way out of it. God will provide a way for you to understand. So in terms of the other two examples I was giving about, I was talking about, about how um, God will not, you know, give you something you're not prepared for. God will not give you something you're not prepared for, for but God is face, faithful. Whoa, I can't talk today. What's going on? Anyways, but God is faithful that even when you're in this in this situation, God will let you understand what it is you have to do to be able to endure it, to be able to go through it, to be able to take it on. So in terms of, let's say, God, God, I don't know, you, you got this new job. God did not put you in that new situation if he knew you weren't prepared for it. And in the midst of the situation, God is gonna give you a way out of it, not out of the job so you, so you could just get out of the job, but like like quit the job, no. I'm saying like God is gonna help you understand how to endure it. God is gonna help you understand how to take on that new job. God is gonna help you understand how to make it happen. And I'm just giving a, an example about jobs, but this, this applies to many other situations. I mean, apply it to your situation right now, whatever that is. And so an example of this, is found in uh, Jonah. And usually, um, where is Jonah? I can't find it. <laughs> oh, Lord. And here it is. And usually, um, when people preach about Jonah, it's usually not in terms of what I'm talking about right now, but I just, I feel like God showed me in, in one way or another how Jonah Jonah's story ties to this verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Because at the end of the day, everything in the Bible it's all tied together, but that's a topic for another day. Um, as I was saying, and then before I even read Jonah, whenever it is that you are in a situation where you feel tempted, where you feel like you can't, you can't take on wherever God put you in or whatever it is, the situation that you're going to, the way that you are able to see that um, way out, you know, that the Lord put in there, that the way that, you, the way that you are able to understand how to get out of it, how to endure it, etc., it's literally by talking to God, literally, quite literally just talking to God. Like when you're in the situation, let's say it's, it's like I said, a new job, you're in the new job and you, you feel like you can't take it. You feel like you can't do it, but God put you there for a reason. And God didn't just put you there just cause he put you there because he knew you could take it on and you feel like you can't do it. Remember God gave you a way to be able to endure it, but the way you can see that way to be able to endure it is by talking to him. Like literally just be like, God, I can't like, let me know what I'm going to do. Let me know literally what to do. I don't know what to do right now. I feel like there's no way out of this. I feel like it's a lot of work. I feel like it's a lot of situations going on. I don't know what to do. And God will help you see how to get out of it. 
if it's, you know, the case of temptation, as we were reading in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, if it's like a testing of, you know, being tempted in some type of way, literally ask the Lord, God, I don't know what to do. Help me see what to do because I don't want to do it. I don't want to fail you. I don't want to sin against you. Excuse me. And the Lord will show you the way. The Lord will show you the way. But you, you need to talk to God. You need to, you can't just give up. You have to talk to God. You have to just literally call out, cry out to the Lord. Be like, God, help me. I can't do it. And so I was going to read in Jonah 1, uh, starting from verse 1, so we can understand the whole story, obviously. Um, So it says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and such a mighty storm came upon the sea that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried to his God. They threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. Jonah, meanwhile, had gone down into the hold of the ship and had lain down and was fast asleep. The captain came and said to him, What are you doing sound asleep? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps the God will spare Excuse me. Perhaps the God will spare us a thought so that we do not perish. The sailors had said one to another, said to one another, come, let us cast lots so that we may know on whose account this calamity has come upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, tell us why this calamity has come upon us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? And of what people are you? I am a Hebrew, he replied. I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were even more afraid and said to him, What is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them so. Then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea was growing more and more tempestuous tempestuous, whatever. (laughs) He said to them, pick me up and throw me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know that it is because of me that this great storm has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring the ship back to land, but they could not for the sea grew more and more stormy against them. Then they cried out to the Lord, please, O Lord, we pray, do not let us perish on account of this man's life. Do not make us guilty of innocent blood for you, O Lord. Have done as it pleased you. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord even more, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Emphasis in this last verse. But the Lord provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. But the Lord provided, but the Lord provided, emphasis please, the Lord provided, provided a large fish to swallow up Jonah. There is something that I noticed also here. Um, 
that I did not mention in the Spanish version I made of this message, but I feel I'm going to mention it here because I literally kind of just noticed it right now as I was reading it in English, but I'm going to mention it, you know, further on. In the meanwhile, I was going to say that emphasis on verse 17, it says, but the Lord provided a large fish. This literally ties onto what I was saying about 1 Corinthians 10, 13. God provided the way out for Jonah. God provided the way out for Jonah. Jonah was literally running away from God's presence. You know, he was falling into the temptation of his, I don't know, his mind. He was like, I don't want to do what the Lord told me to do. So he was falling into the temptation of his mind. He was like, you know what? I don't want to do it. And he was trying to run away from the Lord, which we literally cannot do. But that's besides the point. Um, He was trying to run away from the presence of the Lord. And as he was doing what he knew he he wasn't supposed to be doing, God provided a way out. God provided a way out. God provided a large fish so that he could be out of the situation, so that he could come out of the situation, which is literally what I was saying in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And I like the Spanish version because it says that he had already like disposed of. And I feel like that's a good version to use because it's literally saying what I'm trying to say with this whole message. God had already disposed that he was going to provide this. God did not just, okay, well, now that I know that he's in the situation, let me just come up with this situation so that he can, you know, get out of it. Let me just come up with this fish so that he can get out of it. That was not the case. God already knew what Jonah was going to do. He already, in his plans, thought of what he was going to do with this fish. He already planned to provide this fish so that he could get out of the situation. And that could be applied literally to anything. As I was saying before, in terms of, let's just keep using the example of the job. You're in this job. You don't like what you're doing. It's too much work. I don't know what it is. But God did not put you there for no reason. You're there for a reason. You're there for a purpose. If God put you there, it is there. You are there for a purpose. God will not give you more than you can take on. And God will give you a way out. And by a way out, I don't mean a way out of the job necessarily, but a way out as in a way to endure the situation, a way to get out of the situation, get out of the way you're feeling about the situation, a way to literally just a way out. And in terms of temptation, like I'm like I was saying, God had already disposed the fish. He already disposed the situation. Whatever it is you're going through, God knew you were going to be feeling this way about that situation. God already knew that you were going to be tempted in that in that place, in that area of your life. God already knew all of this. And in knowing all of this, he has already planned a fish literally to get you out of the situation. I also want to read um, Jonah 2, uh, which says starting in verse one. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. 
that is literally that literally just ties in with with what I was saying of first Corinthians 10 13 and how you have to how you when you're in the situation when you're in that place of temptation when you're just in in whatever it is you're going through you have to cry out to the Lord you have to talk to God so that he may show you the way out of it so that he you so that he can literally help you understand the way out of the situation whether that be a large fish to literally carry you out of the situation or whether that be how to endure the situation whatever it is you have to literally cry out to the lord cry out to the lord like it says here jonah i called to the lord out of my distress and he answered me god will always answer you god will not just leave you hanging you won't be like, oh my God, Lord, please help me. And he'll just be like, mm, I don't feel like answering today. No, God will always answer you. Call to the Lord in the middle, in the middle, in the midst of your temptation, in the midst of your situation. Just call out to the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. And what I was going to mention, which I said earlier that I did not mention the Spanish version, is about how literally, in the Spanish version, I did mention Jonah 2, but I did not mention Jonah 1. Um, in the in which is what I'm gonna say now, um, this part where even the mariners which served other gods cried out to the Lord to know what to do because they did not want to have that innocent man's blood in their hands by literally just throwing him out of the boat, and they called out to the Lord, and then they did what they did which just further reinstates my point of what I was saying that call out to the Lord and he will lead you. He will show you the way. He will show you the way. These mariners threw Jonah out of the boat. God already had disposed. God had already disposed of fish for Jonah anyway. It's not like, okay, well, throw Jonah to the sea. Jonah's going to die. No, there was a plan. And we could literally use this verse to go further into the point of how if when God has a plan for your life, it just has to it just has to happen eventually whatever it is god said for your life just has to happen because look at how jonah this man said i'm pl- i'ma just skedaddle do and get out of here and not do what god called me to do and then he ended up doing what god called him to do anyways but that's a topic for another day and like i always say if you have any questions my dms are always open you can always dm me a question and you know God will help me to answer your question because it's not like I know everything, but yeah. And so I also wanted to just go into the whole temptation thing. You know, looking at the verse, let's just go back to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I just want to read it one more time. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. I want to read it in the Spanish version, you know, with the but. So, <laughs> but God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. In Spanish, it doesn't say no testing. In Spanish, it says no temptation. And that's what I want to go into right now. No temptation has overtaken you, but it's not common to everyone. I want to talk specifically about temptation because as a Christian, you will be in situations where you are tempted, whatever area of your life that you would be tempted in. I don't know, maybe you're someone that has a gluttony problem and you just eat a lot or something. I I don't know. I literally do not know what is the area of your life that you are being tempted. 
tempt it on, test it on, whatever. What is the area of your life that is, I would say, a weakness? But I just want to say that whatever situation, whatever temptation, situation, whatever situation of temptation you're in, God will give you a way out. God will not, you won't be in that situation just because. God will give you a way out. You have to just call out to the Lord, cry out to the Lord. He will give you a way out. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this specifically is why I wanted to like bring this last point up specifically is because, excuse me, if you happen to not see the way out of this temptation, and you fall into the temptation and you do that that the Lord does not like, you sin in whichever way it is. For example, the gluttony problem, which I was talking about, let's say that is where you fell, that is where you sinned, that is where you fell into the temptation. This is not a free pass. This is not a, a, a situation of, oh yeah, I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do, but you're human. You are an imperfect being. You are not perfect. The only one that's perfect is the Lord. You're not perfect. God recognizes that you are a human being and that you will fail. Like I said before, this is not a free pass for you to do whatever you want to do, but the Lord recognizes, the Lord knows that you're human and you're going to fail. This being said, if you fell into temptation, that is completely normal because you are a human being. Like I said, you're not, it's, it's not an excuse, but understand that it happens. What you have to do now is repent from the sin, you know, ask the Lord for forgiveness and go on about your life. Keep serving the Lord, keep worshiping the Lord, keep talking to God, keep going on about your life because you are human. Just repent from it, ask the Lord for forgiveness and go on keep on and I mean to keep on going and I mean to say this because sometimes when we fail the enemy puts this thought into our minds where it's like oh my god I'm so unworthy oh my god I I'm I'm like embarrassed to talk to God because you know after I did what I did why how can I come and talk to God now like how am I gonna go and pray now after I did what I did I know what I did girl (laughs) boy it don't matter listen God still loves you. God will never stop loving you. There is no way you can run away from the Lord. Like I was saying earlier, you see how Jonah was trying to do that and that did not work. (laughs) Listen, God still loves you regardless of what you did. It does not matter. God still loves you. Like I said, repent from the sin, ask for forgiveness and go on about your life. Keep worshiping God, keep talking to God, keep serving the Lord because God will forgive you. Listen, in Lamentations, where is it? I'm gonna read it right here from the, from the, from the Bible, you know, <laughs> Lamentations 3 verse um, 22 and 23 say, that's the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning because great is his faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness is what it says. Listen, it's literally what I was saying. The the word of the Lord is backing me up here. The steadfast love of, of the Lord never ceases. 
the love of the love of I can't talk today. What's going on? Anyways, the love of God for you never ceases. It's always there. He will never stop loving you. His mercies never come to an end. They never come to an end. His mercy is always there. Listen, they are new every morning. Every single morning they are new. Every single every single day you wake up in the morning and you're like, hello, hi, good morning. Hi, hi, Lord Jesus. How are you doing? His mercies are new for you. It does not matter what you did yesterday. If you repent from it and ask the Lord for forgiveness, you are fine. You are good. And then again, it says, great is your faithfulness. And that literally ties back to 1 Corinthians 10, 13, when the word of the Lord literally says that God's, God is faithful, that he will give you a way out. And then look at how it mentions it here again. Great is your faithfulness. That's right. <laughs> the word of the Lord just, it all ties up back together. But that's a point for another, that's something, that's a whole conversation for another day. That's a topic for another day. But as I was saying, if you found the temptation and whatever happened, know that God is going to forgive you. You you can still serve the Lord. You should still serve the Lord. You should come back to God. You should talk to God about it and be like, I am sorry. Help me not to do it again. I repent from that sin. Yada, yada, yada. And you go on and on. So, yeah. That's basically all I wanted to talk about today. Let me see. Yeah, basically that's all. But one last time, I just wanted to say... God will not give you a responsibility that is too great for you, that is too big for you, if he knows you're not prepared for it. So whatever it is that the Lord gave you in your hands today, know that the Lord gave that specific assignment to you because he knew you could take it on. He knew you could do it. In terms of the temptation, God will never put you in a situation where you're against the wall, where you're like, you, there's just no way for you to get out of it. No, no, God loves you. And in that temptation, he will give you a way out of it. He will give you a way out of it. Cry out to the Lord, man. Don't fall into that temptation. Cry out to the Lord, be like, yo, God, please help me. I can't do this. And God will help you. God will come in there and help you and be like, okay, this is the way out. Come out this way. This is the little door. Come out this little door. Or come out this big door. Or here's your fish. <laughs> like like they were Jonah. You know what I'm saying? Just trust the Lord because he is faithful. Whatever situation he gave to you, you are prepared for it. And if you feel like it's too much for you, he will give you a way out of it in the sense of, he will show you how to endure it. If it is a temptation, the Lord, the Lord will give you a way out. The Lord will give you a way out. Trust the Lord. He is faithful. And uh, literally apply this whole message I just talked about. Literally apply it to whatever situation you're going to, going through. What am I saying? <laughs> going through. Just apply it to your life. And then again, if you end up falling to temptation, God still loves you. God still loves you. God still loves you. God loves you. Please read Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The Lord, the, the love of, Lord, of the Lord never ceases for you. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Literally. So, yep. That is 
all I want to talk about today. So let's pray now. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for today. Thank you for this message. Thank you because we're here. Thank you, thank you, thank you because you're faithful. Thank you because your love never ends for us. You ha- there's, there's new mercies every single day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you because, thank you because you never change. We may change, but you never change, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, I ask that you help those who are seeing this video, who are watching this video, who are listening to this message, Lord. May you help them in whatever situation they're going through, Lord. Whatever it is they're going through, Lord, I I believe that you step into their situation, that you step into their lives, Lord, and you change everything completely, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I declare a change over their lives, Lord. Help them in whatever situation it is they're going through, Lord, that they may see the way out, that they may understand that great is your faithfulness and that you will help them through the situation or or out of the situation, out of the temptation, Lord. Oh, Lord, help them understand whatever it is you want them to understand out of this message, Lord. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. I also forgot to mention, and I also wanted to mention how... When you fail, whatever this area of temptation is, whatever this area of weakness of yours is, there's a verse, I think it's in 2 Corinthians. Let me look it up right now. 2 Corinthians, um, is it 9, 8? Mm, No. Okay, let me look it up because I forgot where it's at. I, I, if it's either First Corinthians or Second Corinthians, um, all right, it's Second Corinthians twelve nine. You see, I know it has something to do with nine. So Second Corinthians twelve nine. It says, "But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." In Spanish, it says "my power," and in English, it's for power but point being the lord's power is made perfect in weakness so understand that may god's grace be sufficient for you in the sense of you failed god's grace is big enough to support that failure to support that area where you sinned God's grace will cover all of that. And then what I wanted to mention, which is literally the whole reason why I mentioned this verse, is that his power is made perfect in weakness. It is in that area of weakness in your life. It is in that area of where you're always tempted. That what I literally, as it says it here, that area of weakness that God uses for his power to me to be made perfect. It is in that area of weakness that God shows his power over your life. Literally. Because when you're in that area of weakness, God shows you how great he is. Whether it be by taking you out of that situation, whether it be by helping you through the weakness, whether it be by helping you understand that the only way out of that weakness, the only way to make that weakness into a strength is through the Lord. Whatever it is that the Lord uses, he literally uses that weakness to show his power upon your life. 
So literally, when you fail, instead of being embarrassed and be like, oh my God, I don't want to talk to God because, you know, how can I come and talk to God after I know I did what I did, whatever. Be like, you know what? I want God's power to be made perfect in me and my weakness. So I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to bring it to the Lord. I'm going to be like, Lord, this is where I failed. I am sorry. I repent from it. Show me your power in this area of my weakness. As your word says, I want to see a change. I want to see this. I want to see that, whatever it is. So I also wanted to mention that. And then now I am done. (laughs) We already prayed. So anyways, see you next week. I think I always mention it on my Instagram, but I'm also going to mention it here. Um, I also mention it on my Instagram because I always mention it on my Instagram because most of my viewers, you know, whatever, come from my Instagram anyways. But in case they don't, you know, in case you happen to just, you just happen to have stumbled upon my podcast, my video on YouTube, whatever, <laughs> Um, I upload new episodes every Monday, every Monday at 4.30 a.m. For those who, you know, have to wake up at five to go to work, whatever, and want to listen to my podcast before they go to work, whatever it is, I, that's literally the reason why I post them at 4.30 a.m. I am not up at 4.30 a.m. I just schedule them to be uploaded by 4.30 a.m., by the way, but yes. So, yep. See you next Monday.